Hello everyone, welcome to the Unsocial Butterfly podcast. My name is Julia and I am your host. Today's episode is going to be all about YouTube. I originally started all of my content over on YouTube and now I've just started to venture into the podcast world. So today's episode is going to be entirely on YouTube related things. So I'm gonna talk about equipment and how to start your channel, finding YouTube friends, working with brands, monetization, I'm going to talk about all of those things and then some in today's episode. So I wanted to say quickly before we get started, don't forget to go follow on Social Butterfly Podcast over on Instagram. It is linked below in the show notes for every single episode. So if you guys want to go follow on Social Butterfly Podcast, there's a lot of extra content over there. And then if you guys want to be kind of featured or be active with the episodes, I will be posting different interactive content over there. So if you guys want a little bit of extra on Social Butterfly during your week, definitely go give that a follow. So next week's episode, I would love for it to revolve kind of heavily on your guys' advice questions. So you guys can send me DMs if you guys want to remain anonymous, because I definitely know some things can be more personal than others. So I'm definitely open to whatever. And then voice messages, if you guys do want to be heard on the podcast, I think that is so cool. You can send in a voice message over on Anchor. So I have the link to the voice messages in my Instagram bio. So if you guys click that link tree, it'll say submit a voice message and you can do it that way. I'll get emailed whenever you guys send me over a voice message. So if you guys do want to do that, I will include that in next week's episode. So I will give you guys a reminder to do that probably on Tuesday of this week. So The mindful moment for this episode is that great things never come from comfort zones. All I can say is that starting YouTube was highly out of my comfort zone. I was not an extroverted person in high school at all. Very, very shy. So kind of weird that you'd think putting your life on the internet would be not something I would want to do, but it was definitely a way for me to meet new people and create content and have just a creative outlet in general. I was in art classes a lot of high school, so being able to have a different outlet to edit and make thumbnails, create content just in general was very fun for me and still is very fun for me. If you guys did listen to last week's episode, I did start to include happy moments and learning moments, which this week I'm just going to include a happy moment, which typically would be like my highs or my lows of the week but for this episode I wanted to talk about some of my favorite moments that have happened because of me putting myself out there and starting a YouTube channel. So the first one that I can kind of think of just in general is VidCon. So I was able to go to VidCon I think in 2018. It could have been 2017. Not entirely sure on the dates. It's irrelevant but it was a long time ago pretty much when I had just first started my channel. I think I was still under a thousand subscribers at that time and I was able to go to VidCon with my friend Mariah and we were able to meet a lot of cool larger YouTubers and then I was able to meet some smaller YouTube friends that I had met just through supporting each other's channels. And then LA BeautyCon, I went with my best friend Brittany and Taylor and then Mariah again. So we all stayed in an Airbnb in downtown LA. I think it was in Koreatown and it was really fun to experience LA like that. All I can say is it is not for me. I don't like LA. Definitely okay to visit, but I would never live there. BeautyCon was pretty fun. I don't think I would ever go to it again, but it was just something cool to experience. 
And then another thing is just meeting people in general. Like I said, my friend Brittany, I've met her through YouTube. I've basically grown with her throughout my whole channel pretty much. So we went on a trip to Minneapolis together and we met up with my friend Lucy and Natalie and Mariah again. So we all stayed in another Airbnb and we just kind of got to know each other a little bit better and created content and had a lot of fun. So that was just a cool experience in general just to have a little girls trip. And then Britt came to visit me. Like her and I would have not ever known each other if it weren't for YouTube. It's just wild. Another thing is meeting subscribers. I can't believe this. Like I'm still relatively a smaller channel. Like 23,000 really isn't that much in the grand scheme of things when some people have 10 million or more. It's just crazy. But having someone say, are you Julia? Like, do you have a YouTube channel? It's just crazy. Um, there was one particular one. My very first experience was in Marshalls and she had come up to me and said hi. So that was really cool. And then when I was at the USERT 2020 conference in Las Vegas for my school, if you guys don't know, I'm a radiology major. I met two subscribers there and then I think a few people mentioned that they saw me there. So just crazy. I can't even believe it. Like I've met some of my favorite YouTubers and it's kind of like a fangirl moment. So it's just kind of weird to have someone do that for me. Like I just feel like I'm such a normal random human that I'm kind of irrelevant, but super cool to have people come up to you. So those are some of the happy moments that I just wanted to mention that really make me appreciate and be thankful, I guess, just the fact that I started a channel. Okay, so I'm assuming since you're listening to this that you might have some interest in maybe starting a channel or maybe just you're curious about kind of the behind the scenes aspects of just having a channel. But if you are listening to this thinking that it's maybe a get rich quick type of hobby, I would maybe recommend just venturing and finding something else because YouTube is a lot of hard work and some people make it big quick, but most people do not and a lot of people give up before they can get anywhere. My biggest tip of advice if you want to start a channel is to do it because you're truly passionate about it. Personally, I would still put out videos every single week even if I made zero dollars off of it. It's just something so fun for me and I really enjoy to do it. Even when I take little breaks here and there, still in the back of my head I'm thinking of creating videos and just content creating in general. So if you have been wanting to start one, I say just go for it. Just do it. Try something new. See if it's something you enjoy. Personally, I think even if you try something out and discover that you don't love it and that you don't want to continue pursuing it, it's better than always wondering down the road what would it have been like if you had started, which kind of is an example of myself in early high school when I had found YouTube. I was always really wanting to start a channel, but I was always afraid of being bullied and I was fearful of being bullied by people in my school and just being made fun of. So I always would start a channel, delete all my videos, that whole spiel, which I feel like a lot of people went through kind of a similar phase to that. But when I started college, I, for some reason in my mind, was like, I'm too old to start a channel, like it's too late now, can't do it, I'm too old, which I was basically like 19 or 20 years old. Like that is so young. And there are people like all the way to 60 years old on YouTube. It's never too late to start. You can literally start at any age, any hobby, any niche that you have, you can start it on YouTube. There's a space for everyone. I basically took the leap of faith and just gave it a shot and did the damn thing. And I love it. I've met so many people from it and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But first I wanted to start out with talking about equipment. I did want to say that YouTube can be free and easy, 
but it can also be expensive, especially when you start diving into like editing softwares, cameras, film equipment in general, it can get pricey. So my first tip of advice is if you're unsure if you will really like having a channel, I would start with having your phone camera being your main source of filming. So a lot of the newer phones have amazing quality cameras. Like I just got a new phone and this camera is insane. Like I can't even believe how good of a camera it is. So seriously, if you have an iPhone or anything, try it out on there and see if you even would like having a channel. I know a lot of people do vlogs and like to film vlogs. So give it a try with your phone and see if you would even like it because it's free and you already have it. So if you decide it is something you love and you want to dive in and just buy a camera, save your money and buy one that you've done some research on. Personally, the one that I started out with is a Canon G7X Mark II. I still have it and it's still a great camera. I use it for everything, but I did buy a Canon M50 and that is one for more so like cinematic videos or if you want to do like a sit down video, it's definitely a bulkier camera and, and the flip screen comes out horizontally. Yeah, instead of vertically. So it is definitely harder to vlog with, but it could be possible. What I do like it for vlogging is that you can zoom in and out really quickly, which I know a lot of vloggers that are bigger. I think Sierra Furtado and Remy might use it. I could definitely be wrong. It was purchased at Costco, so it came in like a bundle and stuff. So definitely do your research. Don't just like buy the first thing that you find and just impulsively buy it. Definitely do your research and see which one will be best for your type of videos. So also if you're doing like sit down style videos in general, good lighting is typically desirable. So finding a good ring light is also a thing that is super nice to have. I got mine for around $100 I believe on Amazon and it's literally lasted me for going on three years. So I really enjoy having a ring light and it's been useful for a lot of other things besides YouTube. And then with that, a good tripod. So if you're doing vlogs and you want a little tripod, the Manfrotto little mini one is always really nice to have. I know that's a very common one that so many people buy and then just any type of taller tripod just for doing like sit down videos is nice. Um, I personally just bought one from Target and it's kind of cheap but it does the job and I don't use it too often so I think it was maybe $20. So moving on to the more expensive side of things, editing. So editing can be very expensive. When I first started out my channel, I had an Asus laptop. I believe it's like an Asus Acer or something. I don't know. It's a Windows computer. So it has Windows Movie Maker. Windows sucks for editing because they don't have like any programs. I don't even know if Adobe is compatible with it. It could be, but I know Adobe is expensive. So if you're just starting out and you have a Windows computer, give Windows Movie Maker a try. It has basically zero features to do anything cool with your editing, but like I said, if you're starting out and you don't know if you want to keep pursuing it, try something free for the meantime. So once I was on YouTube for a while, my computer actually decided to take a poop and I caved and had to buy a MacBook. So my MacBook has lasted me basically three and a half years. It's been great. I don't even know what style it is. It's like a 13 inch something or other. But um, iMovie comes on the MacBooks and iMovie is amazing. But once I was finally to the point where I was making some money, I decided to buy Final Cut Pro, and Final Cut Pro is a hefty price right off the bat. I think it's 350 something around there, 
in that ballpark I guess but it is expensive but it has been so great for editing and I can do pretty much any type of editing that I want to do. I can make it look more cinematic, I can do color grading, so many nice things. So like I said having a channel can be expensive but you can do it in the free route but just know that if you want to advance with your channel, you will have to put in some money to make some money. So next I wanted to talk about finding your kind of little niche on YouTube or niche. I don't know how you pronounce that word. I've heard it both ways, but like I said earlier, there is literally a channel for probably every single hobby you could possibly think of or subject or topic or whatever. You can probably find a YouTube video on it. So with that being said, if you wanted to do like beauty videos or fashion videos, you could honestly integrate so many different types of topics into your channel. I know I personally do this. Like I do a lot of lifestyle vlogs, but I'll also do some like sit down videos that are related to my major because I know I have a lot of like extra people that watch me. So I know it will be helpful for them. So this will bring multiple types of viewers onto your channel and maybe get them interested in other subjects as well. So I think having multiple topics is definitely okay to do. I think just having one type of video on your channel is hard to keep creating consistent new ideas. All right, moving on to something that can be hard for people is growth and the numbers on your channel. So this is something that you really need to be patient with. Typically, growth does not just happen overnight. It definitely takes a long time. The YouTube algorithm is constantly changing. Different search words will help gain views to your videos. Different video topics will gain more searches. And some things that you think are gonna gain a lot of views may not. So it just depends and you need to be patient with it, which I know is easier said than done, but it's like I said, it just doesn't happen overnight. So honestly, you just need to be your most genuine self. People will like you for you and they'll start to subscribe and consistently come back every single week or every single time that you put a video out there. So consistency is key. Even if you aren't seeing the numbers that you are wanting to see, keep going. Don't just give up because your video didn't take off and get a thousand views right away. That's just unrealistic and doesn't happen for a lot of people. I know for sure it did not happen to me. Like I said earlier, I think my channel hit a thousand after like a year and a half maybe. So it definitely takes time. I know some people grow very quickly, but just don't compare yourself to others and don't look at other people's channels and wonder, why isn't mine looking like that? Because you're your own person and you have your own content. So just keep being you, be consistent, be your most genuine self and put out videos that you love and that you're proud of. I know some people feel like they need to do like clickbaity type of videos, but honestly, I think that just pisses people off and they don't wanna subscribe. Personally, I wouldn't. Like if I clicked on a video thinking it was talking about one thing and it wasn't at all, I definitely wouldn't subscribe to that channel and maybe that's just me, but I don't know. I feel like being genuine and being a nice person will get you further in the end. Okay, moving on to brand deals. Oh my god, I just had a conversation with my friend Brittany about this and about comparing yourself to others. Like, I see certain creators who have smaller numbers than I do. Again, this is me preaching to the choir here. I see people with like smaller numbers working with these really great quality brands that I've always wanted to work with and they're like a dream for me. But it's just not in the cards for me right now. Like, it's not meant to be. So I just need to not compare myself to them. But on the other hand, 
I have seen people get scammed by brands and they are unaware of what they're getting themselves into. I just want to give you guys a real life scenario of what I've seen happen to people and I just don't want it to happen to you so I want to give you guys these tips so you're smart about your brand deals. So Whenever I get an email from a brand, a lot of the times it will be a spam email. You'll get ones that are like misspelled and have poor grammar or are a random Gmail account. Typically, if you're a brand that's established, you're not going to run off of a Gmail domain, I will be honest. So that's a huge red flag for me. But whenever I get an email from a brand, I will always check the email domain. And a lot of the times the emails that you get won't be professional. It seems like it's just a copy and paste sent out email to get people to give into their brand. I feel like I'm calling people out right now, but that's not what I'm doing. I'm just trying to tell you guys what happens. So a lot of the times it will be like Amazon companies that will email you and it's like a random lingerie set or like a cooking tool. Like I'd never incorporate that into any of my videos. So a lot of the times it's probably just spam stuff. If it is something that I'm like, hmm, this could be a potential brand that actually would email me like around my creator size. I always check the email domain to make sure that it matches with what the website says. So I've worked with Curology in the past, so when the person did email me, I went to Curology's website, and if you scroll all the way to the bottom, there's like a frequently asked questions section or contact us section. Usually their email will be listed in that area, so if that domain matches to the one on the website, I know that it's real and legitimate. So I'll also check the brand's Instagram, see if they're established, see if they only have two followers, because at that time you're probably like, hmm, I don't know if this is real. And I'll also check to see if anyone else has reviewed any of the products in their own videos. Those are just some things that I do to make sure I'm keeping myself safe as well as promoting things that I would genuinely would want to talk about on my channel. Next thing, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Sadly, this happens to a lot of creators and I will say it does happen to small creators a lot and I can't speak on the bigger creator aspect because obviously I'm not a large creator. At their level, they have a manager that is doing these brand deals for them, so a lot of the times they won't even have to deal with stuff like this. Because of all of this, I don't work with companies through sponsorships very often. I've done only one paid sponsorship and it was for their Instagram. It wasn't even for my own channel and I was paid and everything worked out great. So I'm just very leery about companies and just keep your guard up if you are dealing with brand sponsorships by yourself. Okay, I'm done now. <laughs> Alright, so AdSense. If you are new to the YouTube world, the ads on monetized videos are through Google AdSense, but it is a very minimal amount if you have a low viewed video. It's all based on CPM and some people get paid higher than others when it comes to the ads that they have on their videos. I'm not entirely sure of all the logistics behind it, but I'm sure AdSense has a whole document on that. But it's based on your CPM, how you get paid for like the percentage of the view. So obviously, usually a higher paid video is going to be a higher viewed video, but not all the time. One little life hack I'll let you guys know, I learned this from Shelby Church. Have your videos be over 10 minutes and that's how you can have multiple ads placed into your videos because if it's under 10 minutes, you can only put one ad and that's at the very beginning. So if you have too many ads in your videos, you might piss people off and they probably will click out of your video, which obviously isn't a good thing. Like you want to keep viewers watching and stuff. So it took me a good two and a half years to finally get monetized on YouTube since they did change the guidelines 
right when I was just about to get monetized. So the current requirements as of April 2020 right now is to have 1,000 subscribers and you have to rack up 4,000 hours of watch time in the last 12 months, which seems like, okay, whatever, 4,000 hours, like that's not that much. Yes, it is. Unless you have a bunch of videos that have gone viral and have had a bunch of views, it takes forever. Like I would upload consistently probably two videos a week for two years and I finally was able to reach that threshold. It's a lot harder than it seems. So you can make a good amount through AdSense. That's where I make my money on YouTube. Like I said, I don't do sponsorships. Um, I'll do like integrated mentions, but I don't do them for paid. So the only money I make through YouTube is through AdSense, but it is fun to make a little bit of cash out of a hobby. And like I said, I would still be doing this even if it weren't something that I was paid for. Okay, changing directions a little bit. I wanted to talk about finding genuine friends on YouTube. So this can be tough because some of the time you will see people comment and it's something super generic and it's like they didn't even watch four seconds of the video and just slapped a comment together and sent it so people can see that they commented something and then viewers will go to their channel. So some of the times, I won't say all of the time, you might see people doing that and it's called self-promotion. A lot of the times people don't like it and they'll delete it, but I do see a lot of people doing that it's kind of rude and whatever, do what you gotta do, I guess, but I feel like I'm a pretty good judge of people's character. So I've been super thankful to find so many girls that are super genuine and I've basically grown with them on YouTube. It's kind of been cool to see them hit their milestones and support them along the way. And you all know who you are. I love you guys so much, but my biggest tip of advice for finding friends is to be genuine. And you think that's probably very self-explanatory, but the amount of people I have seen that are so ingenuine is ridiculous. It's very sad, but anyway. In my own opinion, what I do is watch the whole video and comment something genuine. A lot of the times what I'll see is something written very genuinely and it's like talking about something that they mentioned in the video and they'll integrate. I also have a YouTube channel if you want to check it out. They won't say, check out my YouTube channel, sub for sub, question mark. Like that's just irritating. A lot of the times those are flagged for spam. So this is the coolest part, honestly, from YouTube just in general. I have met so many cool people literally from different continents. Like I have a friend in Spain. I have so many in Canada. It's just crazy to me that I have been able to connect with these people just simply from posting videos on the internet. It's so crazy to me, but honestly, I don't think our, our lives, our life paths probably would not have crossed if it weren't for this. So it's super cool to me. But if you want to make friends, just be genuine. And if you don't want to make friends, that's fine too. But I personally do. And that's what I love about YouTube is just being able to connect with people who are around my age and just be able to see what their lives are like from literally across the whole country or across the whole globe, pretty much. The last thing I wanted to talk about is criticism. And I didn't mean to end on a sour note here, but let's talk about the wonderful topic of hate comments. If you get a hate comment after you've started your channel, just remember, tell yourself this. Just don't lash out and tell yourself that when someone says something hurtful, it's more of a reflection on them and what they are going through in their own life than what it is about what they're saying about you. So if they're commenting on your appearance, your weight, etc., it's not about you, it's about them. And nine times out of ten, all they want is a reaction, so it's best just to ignore it or delete it altogether. So if it is something that you feel like you need to address, 
just try to comment back with respect and just kill them with kindness kind of situation. Be level-headed in that situation and just shut it down. The one comment that I specifically did respond to like this was someone calling me unrelatable and that they're in x-ray school and that they don't have time to do the things that I do. I commented back and I was like, I, I respect your opinion, but you only see a 15 minute video of three of my 24 hour days. So really you can't gather those assumptions based on that. And unfortunately, when you do put yourself on the internet, you're subjected to criticism and people forming their own opinions about you. And it does hurt when people are attacking who you are as a person but you just have to understand that people are going to form their own opinions and criticize you. But just remember who you are and remember why you started and just try your best to ignore it. I know it's hard. Just smile and wave, boys. <laughs> Whenever I see these comments, whether it's my own channel, my friends' channels, just strangers' channels, it makes me so sad, but I do see people arguing constantly in the comments section of people's videos and I just don't get it. Like. Why would you want to be negative all day? Like, I just want to be happy. I think being in a bad mood is the worst. And you'd think like fighting with people on random YouTube videos would just put you in a really bad mood. I just don't get it. But, you know, I'm not going to understand everything in this lifetime of mine. So the other thing is I think it's totally fine to delete any hate comments, ignorant comments, whatever. It's your own channel and... Like my own channel, I like to be a happy place and a safe space and I don't want people attacking others or myself or anyone. Like that's just not cool to me. So I think it's totally fine to moderate your own comments. Like you don't need, you don't need that in your life. We all like positivity around here. <laughs> Another thing that I did want to mention is that sadly people do experience criticism from friends or family or acquaintances. All of those were in air quotes friends you know if they are bullying you or making fun of you behind your back about having a youtube channel honestly screw them they're not friends and you don't need them in your life if what you're doing makes you happy keep doing you i just can't stress that enough if it makes you happy if it's something that you are proud of that you're putting out this content Honestly, your content is going to help at least one person in this world. If you impact one person out of the, what is it even, 7 billion, 8 billion? I don't even know how many people are on this earth. If you impact one person that isn't in your direct life, I think that's a win in your book, you know? So if your family, friends, acquaintances, whatever they are, if they're not supporting you, honestly, you probably need to reevaluate having them in your life because I just think that is so, so silly. But anyway, let me jump off my soapbox here. Having a channel affects no one but yourself. It doesn't affect anyone's free time but your own, so all of their opinions are irrelevant. If you're happy from it, then I say keep doing it. So that is pretty much all I wanted to talk about in this episode. I feel like I just went on a tangent. Honestly, this is something I'm really passionate about, and I know someone did ask me to do an episode on how to find your passions and how to achieve your goals when it is something that is your passion or your hobby. I do have an episode kind of fully written out about that, but I did want to touch on my own passion and my own hobby. Um, I did want to touch on that and do an episode on all of this YouTube stuff before I did that because I don't want to sit and talk about my own passions when I'm trying to help you in that episode. So that is why I wanted to touch on this one first. So that episode will be coming shortly. Like I said, I do have it kind of written out and formed already so i'm also planning on doing an episode kind of like this in regard to podcasting but i kind of want to get a few more 
episodes and a little bit more experience under my belt before I talk about that. Like I feel like this is something super new to me. So I still do need to gain a little bit more knowledge on it. I will be doing one related to that sooner than later. But like I said, if you guys do want to be involved with the next week's episode, um, it is going to be an advice episode. So I am going to post an Instagram picture for you guys to comment all of your advice questions that you want me to talk about. And you can also send me them on a DM, like I said, if you want to remain anonymous, if you don't want me to mention your name, or you can send a voice message through the anchor voice message option which I think is so cool. Like being able to hear your guys' voices is just amazing. So that's pretty much all of my thoughts for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. I know this was something that isn't really related to everyone, but so hopefully this was helpful for somebody. All right, I'm going to go edit this podcast episode for you guys so I can get it up for you on Monday tomorrow. I work tomorrow bright and squirrely at 7.30 a.m. I hope you guys have an amazing Monday. Get shit done today and I appreciate your guys' support so much. I love you guys and I will talk to you in next Monday's episode. Bye.